your body grows bigger. Your mind loves flower. It's great to learn. Cause knowledge is power. It's schoolhouse rocky. Let's jump off the block. Welcome to Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. My name is Danny Getz, and with me, as always, is John Trainer. What's up, John? Hey, Dan. How's it going? It is going great. I I just I just been, saw you. Yeah we we just recorded the episode of Feel Feelings that'll be out next Monday. You were my guest host there. So, Super uh, fun. Anyone who hasn't made the jump over there to hear my other show, perfect in for you when my regular co-host is not there. But uh, we're we're getting educational on our on our episode here this week. What uh, what are we doing, John? We are doing Schoolhouse Rocks, Rocks, Schoolhouse Rock Rocks, which is educational. Started as a as a fun cartoon in the seventies, I think, to actually teach kids about important things. And I think was actually kind of successful. And then in the 90s, like the coolest bands, artists in the world, or in the United States, yeah, maybe Canada, uh, covered these songs. And to me, this was like a whole nother extra level of education here in like cool 90s indie music. Oh, yeah. There's there's a good chunk of these bands that I know as the people who sing the songs from here. <laughs> like, Honestly, other than, well, we'll get into it, I suppose, but Blind Melon may be the only band I'd actually heard of before this album. I mean, there's there's a couple. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them as we go. I do want to spend a little time talking about Bob Duro, though, who is the, the guy who made the song we just heard, the uh, Schoolhouse Rock theme song. And he seemed like one of those guys who like, you know, he wrote a TV theme song, whatever. What's the big deal? But I started going through and he's actually one of the only people to be a featured vocalist on a Miles Davis record. Really? Yeah. Um, we, we have a little bit of it queued up here. If you want to play Yardbird Suite, which is the Charlie Parker song, he put lyrics to a Charlie Parker song. And Miles Davis heard it and was like, that guy. I want that guy. Hey, jazz fans. Oh, yeah. This song, hoping you'll all find out the man who wrote the Yardbird Suite. Leave you no doubt, tell you about Charles Yardbird Parker was his name. The facts. He carved his fame in history. He also loves giving information yeah it's just a straight up education on charlie parker full name <laughs> but yeah, bob duro is nothing if not consistent yeah miles davis heard this on i think it was bob duro's debut album like he had, he was like sugar ray robinson's piano player and yes i mean the boxer yeah i was wondering about that I, why did he need a boxer? Why did he need he a was, pianist? He was transitioning into music, and Bob Duro got the job. And that led to, you know, he got to make his own album, led to him doing his weird Yardbird suite version. Miles Davis hears it. And let's hear a little bit of that one. It's nothing like you off of Sorcerer. Nothing like you has ever been seen before. Nothing like you existed in days of yours. I kind of love his voice. It's such a specific style. And like I was doing the research for this episode, and I was up at Meg's house in East Stroudsburg, 
and coincidentally enough, Bob, Bob Duro is in like the Pennsylvania Art Music Hall of Fame. Really? An honorary degree from East Stroudsburg University. Whoa. Does she know that? No. I mean, apparently Stroudsburg is a place where like all of the biggest jazz musicians from New York would just kind of converge because it's not that far out of the city and it's like a nice little Poconos retreat and they would all come and play in these like small bars just to kind of like you know stay loose while they're away interesting that's pretty yeah. cool I had no idea I, I'm very excited to uh, kind of look at it through that lens next time I go up but this is like you know what I would call this guy this is like Mr. Rogers core yeah you know what I mean it's like it's like scat with actual words. <laughs> In information. Yeah. <laughs> Not just words, but like information. It's like information scatting. Yeah, he's conveying actual useful knowledge. That's really but, cool. Yeah, that's that's the guy. He's the musical director for the majority of the songs we're going to hear. So I figure we might as well spotlight him a little bit. But it's time to jump into kind of this who's who of 90s alt-rock. And you may not recognize Deluxe Folk Implosion by by their name, but we have Deluxe Folk Implosion doing I'm Just a Bill. Yeah, you may not recognize them by their name unless you knew this album, in which case you definitely recognize this band. Yeah, so Deluxe Folk Implosion is a... Uh, it's kind of really like a one step further than a Lou Barlow side project. So Lou Barlow is the guy from Sebado. What's Sebado? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Never mind, I didn't put any in the playlist. I'll, add I'll some find some. Real quick. Certainly have a lot of patience and courage. There's also a Get Up Kids yes. song called Lou Barlow about Lou Barlow. Really? But Deluxe Folk Implosion is a uh, well, Folk Implosion is a Lou Barlow project said, where he was basically right, just making the music, and then Deluxe is the band Deluxe added to Folk Implosion. And it helped him actually perform the songs live. And they actually had a kind of small scale hit with a song from the movie Kids. And those are the only two deluxe folk implosion songs I could even figure out existed. I, you know, I Googled them so much when I was, you know, I don't know, early 2000s, and I never found anything about them. Yeah, it's a, it's a combination of deluxe and the folk implosion, which itself is a side project of Seven Nights. That's so cool. I love uh, all of their spoken word voices. They're so nasally and weird. They're so distinct. I love the bill. No, it is. Yeah. It also feels so cynical in a way that's like, yeah, die. Nineties. Yeah. Sort of. But with like love. What happened? Well, then I go to the Senate, and then the whole thing starts all over again. I mean, I guess this song is kind of oh, cynical. No. Like, oh, it's yeah. talking about the process, but it's not, like, celebrating it. It's like, this is tedious. Yeah, totally. 
It's explaining to kids why nothing ever gets done. Yeah, I feel like it gives it gives it like a they give it the right treatment. Yeah. It's not snotty, you know what I mean? Oh no, it's it's what it's supposed to be for sure, yeah. You mean even if I also like how I, I really like how they keep the the beat. Yep. That's Oh yeah. Don't they do this in musicals? Go back to Congress and they vote oh yeah, the little spoken word interlude parts. And but then with they, like, the like, they keep the beat really like really really quiet in the back because they don't do this in the actual song, right? Nope. No, no, the spoken like, word parts actually are just, just spoken word. Yeah, yeah, it's like cartoon. I, I love that. I think that is so cool. So I I do know of another. I'm just a bill. And really? I, I, I mean, we can we can play it. It's uh, Joan Osborne and Isaac Hayes. Whoa! What? You sure gotta climb a lot and the Isaac Hayes on this is so Isaac Hayes. Like, I just picture Chef doing it. It's like a late '90s version of it too. So like, he's well into Chef at this point. It does. Sound like <laughs> See, I don't know. I kind of hate it. It's this feels gimmicky in a way that like I kind of like it, but like the other names on the like this was just an EP or whatever. But the other names on there are Edda James and John Popper. <laughs> Roots. It's such a weird combination of like. Here's classic, like, legendary vo- vocalists. Oh, Bob Duro. Joan Osborne and... Is he actually on it? Wait, who's Bob Duro? This is, this is Lou... Yeah, Bob Duro. Oh, yeah, the, right. I got mixed up between him and Lou Barlow. Yeah, it says oh, yeah. he's in here. Yeah, this is really boring. See, there's something that so deluxe... Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. There's, there's something about there's the way Deluxe spoke implosion that like it gives it a lot of life. And I think in a way that's uh, like you said, is it like sarcastic? Like, no, it's not sarcastic. It is like it's putting it's giving a, like a flavor to the dysfunction of government. But um, but I think that was sort of the point of the original, too. Right. Like the bill, the bill is beleaguered. And uh, oh, yeah, it's. Is beaten down, down and thinks it's gonna right. die. <laughs> right. I think that uh deluxe folk implosion embodies the 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 intent or the you know it like embodies the 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 cartoon more than Isaac Hayes does. Oh and I think yeah. that's really cool. It's like in like a very like modern way. Like I would love to hear like who would do it now, you know, a hundred gex and like Billie Eilish, you know. Do these songs? A I Billie wonder Eilish, what they would sound like now. Actually, you know, I don't think a Billie Eilish would be a great one for this one, but I do think Billie Eilish would be great for the next one. I mean, a uh, hundred gex electricity, electricity would be pretty sick. Oh yeah, sure. I'm I'm fully <laughs> on board for that, and we can explore that further when we get to it. But I'm gonna ride my nice transition to Three Is a Magic <laughs> Number by Blind Melon. Yeah, this is one of my faves. This is. This is the one when this kind of came on the list where I was like, I can't wait to see if this song holds up the way it does in my memory. Uh, they all hold up. I listened to several like, times preparing. 
This this is like the hit song. This is the hit of the album. It's not my favorite, but it's like the easiest one. It just, it makes me so happy how much effort they put into these. Yeah, like, they, they let it be themselves. Like, Shannon Hoon is, like, really into this, it sounds like. like oh, yeah. It also doesn't sound like it wouldn't be a Blind Balance song, you know? Yeah. It's like it's such a jam. You get those little like kind of psychedelic bass notes running in the background, dude. Like, yeah, All right, and the, the real numbers. heavy distorted car like, way in the background. His voice is so cool. I haven't listened to a lot of Blind Melon lately. I love them when I was a kid. I never listened to a ton of them, but I know they just had that documentary come out. Oh really? I didn't hear about that. The the one with the girl with the butterfly, that song. Yeah. That whole album is really good. Now dig the pattern once more. Do they have other ones? Uh, they had one or two. One of them had like a picture of soup on the cover. Okay. But then he died pretty young. I think actually maybe I used to get him and Mitch Hedberg confused when I was a kid. Because they have kind of a similar look and I think they died a similar way. Yeah, they, they're both overdosed. Yeah, the documentary is called All I Can Say, and it's mostly stuff that Shannon Hoon shot himself. So, like, someone went through, like, handheld camera footage of, like, their life on the road and stuff and mm-hmm. made a documentary out of it. This whole, everything here gets, I'm like, I get such big nostalgia wave that it's almost hard to pick out whether, is this really good? Or is this just making me think of what it was like to be 17 and hearing this all for the first time? I mean, they're, they're just weird songs. So to have <laughs> they're weird, weird and people, good. yeah, to have weird people doing weird songs, it's like, this, this fits. Yeah, it's incredible. And like hearing a little bit of Bob Duro now leading up to the to the episode, I was like, hey, you know what? This is this is just what this guy does. Like it wasn't like they, they tapped a guy to complete their project. They tapped a guy and basically gave him carte blanche to do what he wanted. And it turned out great. And it's so weird and unique and specific. I I love it more now than I did before because of the research. <laughs> Bob Duro is a weirdo and it's great. You know but who th- put this album together? I don't. Like, whose idea was it to do this? 
I don't actually know a lot about that side of it. That's you know, I should have researched that. <laughs> I I don't know why. Yeah, I never really considered it because there was we found an MTV special, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I we I found a clip of of this next band. We can talk about that. Yeah, let's go into uh, Conjunction Junction by Better Than Ever. Conjunction Junction, what's your function? They said that uh, they said that they often get offered tribute albums to do, like to be on compilations, and that they always, always say no because they think they're lame or whatever. Which, first of all, I was like, that's a bummer. I would love to hear Shut that because they're on more of these. I don't think they're lame. I actually think they're super cool. Uh, but yeah, and then it showed uh, like clips of them recording it um, in the studio, and like they looked visibly excited about this. Oh yeah, like they and talked a little can, bit about how much tell. they liked it when they were kids, but they talked about how specifically the song, why that song is so good, like what it means to them, and uh, and how they were going to do it to you know make it sound like them. Which I, I don't necessarily think it does. It's a little jazzier than most better than Ezra that I can remember. That's true. But they're still crushing it. <laughs> it is fun thinking about a guy who like made a career as a songwriter being really into this song about words. I know. <laughs> He also wrote one of my favorite uh, kind of modern violent femme songs. Really? It's a song called Issues, where it's basically just like through the course of a relationship where you realize that you're in love with somebody. But like it starts out where you're like, yeah, whatever. And then you're like, yeah, maybe. And then at the end, it's like, yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's a really fun kind of story arc. That's cool. I love to take a walk through the gardens and down by the lake where I often encounter a duck and a drake. Yeah, I guess this doesn't sound a ton like better than Ezra. It is super jazzy. It's cool that there's only three of them. I think so, yeah. I love his voice. It's such a good pop voice. I mean, it's not like a good or like desperately wanting. Like these are like they belong early in every '90s playlist in my mind. Like, oh yeah, this is gonna maybe sound silly, but I always thought that I thought of better, better than Ezra and Pavement to be two sides of like the same coin, where like. Better than Ezra's the tryhards and uh, Pavement is like the slackers. <laughs> but to me, they're sort of the same, in the same vein. On, on a weird uh, coincidence, those were two CDs I had growing up that neither of them had a jewel case. So just floating around my house <laughs> at random points, you would find Better Than Ezra or Pavement. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. What a fun surprise. Yeah, and they, they were not dissimilar in appearance either like they're just kind of like blurred out colors on their on their cds 
Yeah, deluxe is the better than Ezra one that I was talking about. It's just like a pink thing, as far as I remember. <laughs> but let's keep going. I don't know a ton about this next band. It's uh, Electricity, Electricity is the song. It's uh, Goodness. I, this was one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. I, I love this song. I love that beginning so much. <laughs> You know, I never even thought to look them up See if they have other songs Well, you're in luck I actually do have this one on the Really? <laughs> yeah You want to hear a little bit of that one? In a minute, I'm really enjoying this I think, honestly, the The, the highlight of the song Is that beginning Oh, yeah. Like screamy over the the guitar or the drums. I feel like there's a big moment in this song where they like have a little freak out too. I mean that's kind of in line with the, the stuff I was hearing, trying to kind of familiarize with like who they were as a band. Because like this until this was the only song by them. Yeah, this song was their major label debut. Really? They, they had a, like an indie record out, and then they got signed to Atlantic, and this was on Atlantic, I think. That's awesome. And That's then so cool. After this came out, Atlantic put out their, their debut on like a big label. What a voice. Oh my god, I love it so much. That was like, that's the highlight for me, that moment. Alright, I want to hear more of that. Yeah, what does goodness actually sound like outside of Schoolhouse Rocks? So the, the song I threw on there was Super Wise. This riff just kind of hooked me. It's so 90s. Yeah. Feels like it would be a great, like, rock band riff. I don't know. I would have thought that they'd be, like, louder. They, they had stuff that was. I kind of like the pop of this one. That's why I went with this one. It's cool, Rip. That's awesome. 
right, oh, cool. Right. Yeah, I'm going to add this goodness. It's like a 1995 to 1998 compilation. I think I'm going to add this to my list and check out later. Yeah, let me know if it's it's worth digging further in because I only shuffled a couple to see if uh, I could get a feel for them. But uh, this next band, we've already talked about them once. And, uh, you know, I feel like this whole thing wouldn't work if they weren't smack in the middle of it. It's Pavement. Oh, and No More Kings. I forgot that I have to say the name of the songs on this one. <laughs> this is the first time I ever heard Pavement. I'm not sure which would have come first because the the CDs I was talking about before were just stuff that my uncle left when he moved to a smaller apartment. He's like, I don't want to get rid of these. So we just had a bunch of my uncle's CDs. But I don't know when that happened. I feel like like I heard that Nickel Creek cover of Spin on a Stranger and oh, loved it. Sure. But I didn't know it was a cover. Then I heard this. And then, and I'm like, oh, you know, Spin on a Stranger is a, that's a paid song. I was like, oh, like the Schoolhouse Rocks band? <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing uh, Cut Your Hair. I mean, like, this that band is so silly. <laughs> This sounds like a pavement song. Yeah, the weird like, oh, maybe we're going to shift genre? No, never mind. A dark and scary period no more and like even like the little kind of resurgence of hope is still kind of caught up in it like it's all in there <laughs> yeah this is one where honestly this is the only version i've ever heard i've never heard the original one thing it's a schoolhouse rock song i bet it's not like this <laughs> yeah yeah there's a little less like sonic youth on it right I think this was an underrated song for me on this album. I don't think I ever... It's not a big, like, Schoolhouse Rock song, either. It's like, I don't think I spent a lot of time with this one compared to, like, you know, the preamble or whatever. I mean, I listened to this front to back a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Every second of this song, I'm like, yep, totally. Yeah, this was in my mom's car, for sure. Like, oh, yeah. On pretty much constant play. And like, 96, I would have had a five-year-old sister who was like, well, we can appease everybody with this. Yeah, totally. I'm sure she was like, I am appeased. Someday someone's got to do the 10 years, 15 years, they got to do the bluey. Oh, sure. You know? I'm sure somebody's already trying. 
Yeah, but it's not cool like this. Like somebody it has to be done like well like this. I'm sure there's like a, a kind of vibrant underground to pull from, like this would have been. Good point. Just like just below the surface kinda about to hit or just hit kind of band. Right. Yeah, it's like the coolest fans of the Yeah, it's the coolest fans in North America. Yeah. I don't know if you could do this again, honestly. I don't know how. Like, who who would you pick? Like, it's like obviously I don't I don't know the bands, but like, it doesn't seem like this genre or like type of genre, like kind of coolness of it, is the thing that anybody's like super striving for anymore. No, it would have to be your local scene. That's what I'm saying. The, the Your local scene is the new equivalent of this. If you're like, I wish I was there. I miss this. What is this nowadays? It's whatever's happening in your city. That's Probably, what yeah. this is. Like, that's the closest thing you'll ever get to where it's like not, it's not like a national thing where everybody, everybody's already into it. Uh, you know, and it can be like your, your thing with your group, your like little fan group. You know? Yeah, it doesn't have to hit big. Just do it. Seriously. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. So we're going from uh, maybe one of the most cele- celebrated underground acts of the 90s to one that uh, seems to be getting its flowers now, but uh, seems like an uphill battle for them. It's uh, Ween and the shot heard around the world. If they were a band that didn't hey, really help themselves. The British are coming! Yeah. The British are coming! <laughs> Now the ride of Paul Revere set the nation on its ear, and the shot at Lexington hurt round the world. Now this is one that I don't know which version I know better, but this is probably one of my top played schoolhouse rock songs. Really? Yeah. Of the original or of this one? I, I want to say it's this one because it's very familiar, but it, it could be either of them. Because like, I'm not entirely uh, unfamiliar with the original either. This is the only one that I know. I think uh, this is so funny because when I heard this, I thought it was like, uh, they might be giants. Like, oh, Ween, they're just like, they oh. might be giants. I mean, they're not. <laughs> they're kind of not. They're, they're like, like really the, their own thing. They're like the dingy, gross version. <laughs> they might be giants. Yeah. You know, Ween is more like, uh, like fish. Yeah. 
like indie rock Yeah, I noticed that, but I never really got why. I still am not like a weed guy. Like I would say, I don't get weed yet. I I've met the guy, one of the guys. Really? I'm oh yeah, they're Philadelphia folks, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're New Hope regulars. I like the, the uh, great, great dude. <laughs> the country album is cool, and it's cool that they like hired these country, you know, superstars or whatever, the session players. Uh, but they're just such an inaccessible band. It's like really hard to get into. Them. Yeah, I mean, they have like a war to, to, to get me into them. Was the country album, and they were selling yeah. it like, isn't it so cool that they did this? And it's like you got to start me at the beginning at least a little bit for this. Like, like it's a it's a great album. I do love it. But like for the novelty to have any effect, like you gotta show oh, yeah. me why it's novel. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, honestly, I'm not even there. I don't know why it's novel. I just like kind of like country music, so I kind of like it. Yeah. And it's weird. And I like weird. Oh, it's very much weird. where I'm at still. Yeah. I mean, this may be the straightest cover of, of one of these songs. Maybe them and, uh, and uh, Better Than Ezra so far. Yeah. I don't think it'll get straighter either. We got, we got one more straightforward one. At least. You know who would have done this one really interesting is I would have loved to hear um, Pavement do that song. You know, yeah. Although I think I would just love Pavement, Pavement to do all of them, a lot of it. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. It's a weird thing to think that like they've become so influential that they're basically the genre now pavement but like at the time it was just like oh yeah whatever pavement but like so many bands kind of strived for pavement that like still the modern the mac genre, demarcos and yeah alex g's and yeah the, the modern version of this just is pavement yeah but you know who's not pavement <laughs> who tell me it's the lemon heads this is the other straightforward one I was talking about. They did My Hero Zero. Zero? Yeah. Zero is a wonderful thing. In fact, Zero is my hero. How can Zero be a hero? Well, there are all kinds I of I love heroes. how weird it starts. Man can get yeah. to be a hero for a famous battle he fought or by studying very hard becoming a weightless astronaut. Wow. <laughs> and then wow. there's the other source like So where do you where do you come in on the Lemonheads? Are you just a Mrs. Robinson or do you know I think it's the only song I know. Very big dog. Then I highly recommend it's a shame about Ray. Yeah. It is so good. Let me tell you about my favorite hero. Like that that is one of those You know, kinda, I think I've like, listened to this, but I just don't remember. My hero. Yeah, it, that's a that's a nineties masterpiece. Such a funny little hero, but till you came along. Okay, so I'm gonna say oh, Yeah, see I already added it to my list and I just haven't listened to it yet. And nobody really knows how I say that this is not as straightforward. I guess there's 
other stuff going on in the background, but like they also have like an effect to their voice. They're What's like so not. And like they, they sound like they're playing live. There's like not a lot of production to it. I wonder if this is just like a one take. It's like we got it. Move on. I don't know though. <laughs> no, like, it's too. It's too heads don't have. Yeah, Lemonheads don't have a piano, right? I wonder if a pianist played through everything. He's piano in like every song. That'd be wild to find out that it was actually Tom Dora. That would be awesome. From the caveman to the weirdos who invented you. They counted on their fingers and toes. Or maybe some sticks and stones. Rocks and bones. Their neighbor's toes. Yeah, yeah. And nobody really knows how wonderful you are. Oh, you can never reach a star without you, zero. I can't not look into it. Yeah. It's hard to tell. There's too many people to work on them. Well, I'm sure it's like different recording processes and recording sessions and stuff. I love the bass sound on this song. That's what I. That's what to me makes it sound like a like a rock band, like an indie band. You know what I mean? It sounds like a like it's being played live. I just really like that band. There's something just so like kind of airy, but like with substance. It's a, just something really nice about what they do. And I think, I think that's where we're we're basically done with people who I'm super familiar with. A lot of names mm-hmm. I know still coming, but that's that's the two sides of this album for me. It oh really? It basically ends there at the Lemonheads on stuff that I know super well. And then the oh. next person I know, I know the next person very well. Musically, I don't, but I know the next person very well. It's Bismarcky. It's the Energy Blues. And now, the Energy Blues. Oh, energy. Sometimes I think I'm running out of energy. I don't really know. I don't really know him super well. Like I, I know him as an artist. I know him as a as a Beastie Boys feature. I know him as a just a friends guy. I know him as the guy who, if it's gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes on a Beastie Boys song. <laughs> But yeah, I'm trying to think. I guess I don't know if I've listened to like a, so much more a Bismarcky Energy. album. We have to use some kind of fuel. Chop, chop, chop. They came and use wood to start their fire. You know what? This chop, may be chop, chop, other than all the tools yeah, the hits. This may be the one that I'm thinking of when I'm chop, like, oh, I know Bismarcky. Chop, chop. <laughs> got more. And more I mean, everybody knows Justin Friends. Of course. And higher, 
and clearance got wider and wider. I, I always think about this. They were burning about all they would up. Then one day, men discovered that coal would do it better. Mine is dug, and it looked like it just might last forever. It seemed like the final solution. It started industrial revolution. I love how into it he gets. We just keep on digging it up. In 1859, way out in western Pennsylvania, a man had built a rig that got some laughs from folks who came around there. But then suddenly, a mighty roar came up from the ground, and soon a gusher gusher soaked. He is not funny, man. Now, no one knew who that gusher blew. Oh, I don't think he knows that. He's going to do something. That's fair. So many trucks and cars would come to cause a crisis, and then. Energy. We're looking to find some new kind of energy. Exploring to try and make a new find of nuclear, thermal, and solar. If we'll miss, we get cola and cola. Energy. You gotta Sounds real desperate. When was nuclear? When did we start, first start doing nuclear energy? Well, this is like seven, If everyone tries a bit harder, our fuel will go farther and farther. Energy. This is now a very sad song. I don't think we've progressed since Schoolhouse Rock. Thirty more years since then. <laughs> yeah, this is this is bumming me out. Yeah, because it, it I, nuclear maybe was the maybe the sixties because they split the atom in the forties. Then yeah, I think it was like the sixties they tried their first reactor because those Three Mile Island was like seventy early seventies, I think. I went to a Pizza Hut there. Yeah, did it glow? <laughs> It was the only Pizza Hut I've been okay to now. in a long time that had a dining room, but it was COVID, so it wasn't open. I was able mm. to get pizza there, though. Do they still call it Three Mile Island? Uh, yes. They should really... You'd think they'd need to change the name. Do people live there? I don't know. I was up there for something in the area, so I, like all the mm. signs pointed to it, and then I was like, I saw the signs. How far are we from there? And they're like, well, it's like that way, three miles. Like It wasn't like a road, but it was like, if you just go straight that way it's like three miles away I'm like oh okay. maybe three mile island i can never remember three mile island maybe is the one that almost melted down but didn't quite i don't i don't know enough of my nuclear power history i'll brush up on it before the next show i always forget <laughs> yeah, to do c- that catch us catch us up when we return <laughs> but uh let's keep going here our our next one it's a uh, little 12 toes by chavez Chavez is one I don't think I've ever actually looked up. I don't know a single thing about them. Oh, the bassist is Scott Marshall, the son of Gary Marshall. Who's Gary Marshall? Yeah, the guy who made like 
the Dick Van Dyke show and the Odd Couple. And he made like Valentine's Day and New Year's Day or whatever and all those movies. Oh, this guy was in Zvon. Oh. That's something. Wait, Matt Sweeney. Matt yeah. Sweeney was on our show before. Really? We've had <laughs> Matt Sweeney. <laughs> I wish, I, I wish there was a way to like search through our playlist. But Matt Sweeney for sure was heavily featured on something. I don't remember. It was him and Bonnie Prince Billy. And you'd think that that would be enough information to Super Wolves. They did an album called Super Wolves in 2021. 16 years before that, they released something. Oh, Matt Sweeney apparently did the music for uh, Red Dead Redemption. Or Red Dead Redemption 2. And they did an album called Super Wolf. Oh, Matt Sweeney's on I'll Be Your Mirror. Oh. Hey, we're doing something about Chavez now. But me, I have to learn it the hard way. Let me see. I was wrong he about the Bonnie... guided by voices too. Yeah, I was wrong about the Bonnie Prince Billy thing. That was something we learned on the show that he played a lot with Bonnie Prince Billy. He's on the Iggy Pop European Sun Cover. <laughs> of course, of course. I wish I knew the original was sound. You don't think the sound of this? <laughs> I feel probably not. It's just a song about a guy being born with, yeah, with 12 toes. Yeah. It really doesn't teach you anything, does it? You learned the number 12. Yeah, it's literally a 12s times tables song. Okay, well, that's something then. Yeah, the, the, the breakdown, it appears, is just 1 times 12 is 12, 2 times 12 is 24, just on and on. Oh, I just, <laughs> it's so, uh, yeah, it's so distorted. I wasn't really paying attention to that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know if, if he did it here, <laughs> but uh, let, let's roll through another uh, world famous musician who I've listened to basically none of, which I guess is impossible to say since he was on like every commercial for three years stretch. All right, we will be back to the show in a minute. We just wanted to take a, a step away here and give you the full rundown of our newly launched Patreon. 
It is uh it is up, it is public. The uh the first episode should be out there by now, but you also get a lot of benefits. Whether that's there or not, you get all the benefits right away. So let's uh let's take them through it. You ready? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm ready. I've been really looking forward to this. I can't wait uh to take people along for this ride. There's some really fun stuff in here. So the uh the first level, the kind of the the very basic, we just have a $1 level. Everything is kind of based on uh release formats. So this is the the single level. So we're we're looking at a at a 45 or a single or any anything of that ilk but it is a it's a one dollar a month tier not not any major financial commitment you get no ads so you won't have to hear us doing this if you pay us one dollar <laughs> and then you will uh you'll get discord access which means you can jump in we have uh we have good conversations going over there from from time to time with each episode and the more the merrier so hop in there also, if you don't want to give us a dollar, just tell us you want to be part of the Discord. We'll probably take care of that anyway. <laughs> but the ad-free content is the big big part of that first tier. But things start to get really good for our EP tier. This is the uh this is the one I would recommend for the people who are uh, unsure about it. You get the ad-free content, you get the Discord, but you also get the early access and you'll be getting two or three extra episodes a month for the five dollar. Yeah, this is this is the this is the stuff we're really excited about. This is like, all right, Dan and I don't have all the time in the world. We're like, we're gonna do it every other week. We'll be planning a lot of really fun episodes. That never stops, has nothing to do with the Patreon. But uh, you know, when Dan and I stop recording. And Dan can't stop talking about uh, um, the Mass Singer, and we're like, <laughs> should should we do a Mass Singer rewatch? Uh, this this is where things like that would go. So uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for some really fun stuff here. Yeah, we'll we'll have interviews. We'll have kind of the the shorter episodes for stuff that that doesn't have the the full repertoire of covers, but we have like one or two covers that we really like. This is where those episodes will exist. We'll we'll get little addendums, stuff that had to be cut for time will all show up here. So you you get a lot for for your money at the five dollar level. The completest level. Yeah, you, you get you get all the stuff. You get uh I, I should say I forgot with the one dollar level. You get the uh outlines and stuff too and all the all that stuff. So if you are interested in the behind the scenes part, you get all that for the one dollar and then everything is there for every tier below it. So the next one is the LP tier. So we're going full length here, the $10 tier. You get the ad-free content, the discord, the early access, the exclusive other episodes, but then you also get to be in on the conversation here. Now this is where if you are giving us the $10 a month at the LP level, you get to place your requests and we will take them like, we will we will be beholden to the requests. If you are making them, those episodes will come out. Oh, and merch. You also get all all various forms of merch. This is not quite the apparel level. We we do have one that is that. This is more the the stickers and pins and buttons and any kind of random design stuff that we hit on throughout the episodes. This is where you'll be getting those things for the the ten dollar a month part. 
Now, we have two left. These are the uh, the more lofty tiers, but I, I, I love what you Aspirational. Get. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, if anybody joins these, I will be surprised and thrilled because I do want people in at this level because in addition to all the other stuff we were talking about, you also get to become a guest on the show. So you can you can throw out your request for what you would like to do, and we will build an episode for you to come on and be the guest on. And then you also will get a t-shirt at that level. That's where the apparel stuff starts coming into play. And this is where Dan gets excited, because Dan has a lot of t-shirt ideas. Oh yeah, I, I love making t-shirts, and I, uh, who knows, if people do come in at that level, maybe I'll just start pumping them out there and you'll get one probably not monthly but it's not just a one and done you get a t-shirt and we move it on a whole wardrobe yeah you you can uh blanket your body and blanket and covers t-shirts <laughs> but i do want to make a wind t-shirt <laughs> harken, harken back to the old days we haven't, yeah. we haven't mentioned them in a long time but i do want to make a wind shirt <laughs> But we have one more, and this is the one that I I would be so happy if anybody joined at this level. It is the $30 box set. You get all the stuff from the other ones, the ad-free content, the Discord, the early access, the exclusive stuff. You get the make a request. You get merch. You get t-shirts. You get to be on an episode. But the one that makes this so much more exciting than all of the other ones for me, you get to be part of our Album of the Month Club. This is what I'd be so excited. I like I, I would I would curate this so hard. This would be all I would think about all month is is what to put in that. I've already started kind of building a list of like what is the one that I want to represent us. And like I have like two or three that like Alright, so if somebody joins now, their first one will be in January. What's a great January album? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting a lot of thought into this already, and we are just launching. So it's a, a lot of exciting stuff, lots of different tiers to jump in. If you want to jump in at $1, that's great. You get all the, you get all the stuff that you get there, at, and we really appreciate anything you're willing to give us. But also, if you're just here listening for free and you're skipping through this, waiting for us to get back to the episode, <laughs> thank you for that anyway. The listens yes. go a long way. We really appreciate it. And with that, we will jump you back into the rest of the episode. Thanks. Thank you. Mr. Morton was a nervous man. When she opened the door, he ran. And Mr. Morton climbed up the stairs. That was awesome. I'm so glad we did that. I love that so much. Did some of them I don't remember as well as I thought I did. Oh, there, there was definitely a chunk in there that, like, I knew were going to be... Like, when we decided to do it i was like these are gonna be new to me basically <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're all vaguely some of them are more vaguely familiar than like burned in my mind it's funny too though because like there's bits of all of them especially like little 12 toes I, I i maybe i would get a little into that and then skip it same with like interplanet janet no i yeah i don't know they're <laughs> They, I don't they, know. It's hard they, to remember. They make for a great album. So like it's, yeah. it all works in a cohesive way. But you're right. <laughs> oh my god, that's so fun. 
Yeah, let's go to break real quick, and then we'll come back, final thoughts, and find out what we're doing next time. (laughs) I think I just decided what we're going to do next time. Oh, yeah? What are we doing? Purple Haze. Ooh. Ooh. Is there a lot of those? There's a lot. I don't know if they're good, but there's a lot. That'll be fun to look at. All right. That'll be fun seeing a million of that. Uh, that classic um, what do you call it the riff yeah I'm, I'm hoping for some weirdo versions of it is that real the cure that's incredible Oh, all right. This yeah, I'm fun. In. I'm in. Just on those two. <laughs> all right. We are back. John, final thoughts. I think we kind of got the the gist of it. What What are your big standouts? Anything surprise you re- revisiting as an adult? Um, oh, did anything surprise me? No. I think absolutely nothing surprised me. I love it all just as much as I originally did. Like I said before, like the, yeah, maybe Chavez, Moby, Manor, Astro Man, Buffalo Tom, those are a little fuzzier. And I'd say even still, they don't stand out as much as the other ones. Although I think I appreciate little 12 toes, like Chavez a little more. Oh yeah, that full kind of disintegration. Um, Totally, yeah. Yeah, Um, I... I think I'm I'm seeing the value of the back half of this for the first time, which is not a total yeah. surprise because like th- these are all bands I've heard of for the most part and just never listened to. So like th- there has to be some merit to the fact that they've made it to my mind. They're like, this is not a genre I explore casually, you know? So like that it- had to have reached a certain level and couldn't just be from this that I was aware of them. So like, I guess there's a little surprise in that, but you know, this this is just good. Oh, it's, it's so good. good. It's so cool. Nineties alt rock. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool that they all these bands came together for to make this, and I like, I, I hope, I hope, I hope that uh, that this happens again. Like this, it doesn't have to be Schoolhouse Rocks, but something like this happens again with bands of this caliber. Uh, it's not going to be like that sort of indie under the radar scene. There's no like MTB equivalent now, probably. But although there probably is, we just don't know about it. Um, yeah, like what's what's but like I was saying to see like yeah, like a hundred Gex and Billie Eilish and like you know that kind of I don't know I don't know what else is cool things that are actually really cool to come together to do something like this. Like the Barbie movie is probably close, right? That's like Billie Eilish and. Uh, Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj and uh, Lizzo. Lizzo, yeah. Maybe it's too on the nose, but something like that, you know? Maybe that's Are it. There... Maybe it just is weird soundtracks that no one's actually paying attention to. Maybe. I mean, I like... Not that Barbie there... qualifies. Everyone loves that one. I know, right? Is there any... Are there any compilations anymore? Like, do people do compilations? Because like right back then, I mean, we it was see because... it in our in our case for like the tribute album kind of stuff. But like, yeah, but there's not a lot of like modern tribute ones, to right? things don't really happen that much anymore. 
Yeah, like I think it started because you wanted to try to get everybody. Oh, excuse me. You want to try to get everybody on one CD or one record, right? And so then everybody gets a taste of, you know, you get a taste of 12 different bands or whatever because it's hard to distribute. But now it like doesn't really make sense. I've seen a couple, you know, there's that Grateful Dead one that we're going to do someday that's like 50 songs yeah, long. you swear. <laughs> what was definitely happening? Uh, actually, I'm, pre- I'm preparing. I am preparing my Grateful Dead playlist because it will that will happen sometime. Um, but yeah, they, I see it from time to time, but I feel like it's not it's not like a big deal, and I it it's not it's rare that it's this caliber, you know like these caliber artists like this these contemporaries like these is these are super contemporary bands what was this 93 96 i think it was 96 and like yeah that was like that was pavement ween better than ezra blind melon i mean blind melon was like the biggest band in 96 was the 95 i think was the year that that album came out yeah this is one of the last songs that shannon hoon ever recorded really yeah which is a weird sad bummer <laughs> Should, shouldn't have ended it on that but speaking of what musicians who are dead <laughs> you want to uh hear what we're doing next week yeah i definitely that, do yeah on that incredibly specific and vague transition <laughs> yeah it could be literally anyone there's, there's so, many. so many people that could be yeah but we are going to do and i, I kind of got the inspiration from uh you know, we did the Bob Dylan song and a couple of people were like, why'd you pick that one and not this other very specific one? And I just didn't feel like picking this other specific one. But instead, I'm going to go Jimi Hendrix anyway. And we're doing Purple Haze. Yeah, that is a very interesting pick. You mentioned this, that this could be happening. And uh, I am really excited. I'm really excited to get into it. Yeah, there's a, a couple... I guess I'll save it as a, a spoiler here, but there's a couple artists that were on the list where I'm like, you know what? If nothing else comes together, these two or three or four will be like enough. It'll carry the episode all by itself. So I'm very excited no, we'll to, to, to present those and kind of get into the, the weeds with all these other ones that are going to be out there. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah. And don't forget... Uh, the best Cameron album is called Purple Haze, so. Oh, that will in no way impede my research. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we will be back in two weeks with Purple Haze. <laughs>